it's Candy O. Welcome to episode number four of The Speaker Coach. This one is all about how to give a killer wedding toast, the kind people will never forget. Yes, the world is still in some phase of lockdown right now, but weddings are still gonna find a way to happen. It's wedding season and love just can't wait, right? If you're the best man or the maid of honor, you've been chosen by the bride and groom to speak publicly about them. Of course, this means that they really care about you, but it also means that they trust you. And that's important, so don't blow it. This wedding is about them. It's not about you. And everything you say needs to be tied back to them in some way. Think of it like this. The bride and the groom are the stars of the show, and you have a walk-on role. Question. Have you ever been in the room for a bad toast? The kind where the person just goes on and on and on and on, and you're like, oh my God, when can we sip the champagne? How many times have you been to a wedding where the best man or the maid of honor whips out a cocktail napkin scribbled with notes that they just jotted down at the bar, and they're like three or four vodkas in, and they're fumbling with the microphone, and they can't even read their own handwriting? Better yet, they are actually completely unprepared. And they figure that they will just wing it and speak from the heart. Danger, danger, danger. Don't be that person. Trust me. Doing a toast is part of your job as the best man or the maid of honor. And you've known about this wedding for months, maybe even a year. So how can you show up unprepared for a -a once-in-a-lifetime event for someone you love and screw it up? In my work as a communications coach, I teach my clients how to be heard, how to make a great first impression, how to present, how to do a keynote address or accept an award. And very often, a person's first time in front of a microphone is as the best man or a maid of honor. So let's walk through my top 10 ingredients for a killer wedding toast. Number one, it's not long. My expert advice is always the shorter the better. Leave them wanting more. Two minutes tops, 90 seconds, one minute even better. Time out your toast so you know how long it is. Nobody has an attention span anymore. I love this saying, be brief, be brilliant, be seated. Number two, know your audience. If you're the best man, talk to the groom. Find out if he has anything he'd like you to say. Get a cool quote from him or a story that's okay to share with the guests. Same for the maid of honor. Talk to your bride about what she wants you to say and what she doesn't want you to say. Before you start writing, put everything through this public speaking filter. Ready? Who am I talking to and why should they care? In other words, you got to know your audience. The bride and the groom may have their friends there who know intimate details, just like you, of their dating life, their previous boyfriends or girlfriends, the drunken nights you all spent together, the fights in bars in college, the walks of shame in the morning. But do they want their parents or their grandparents or their Aunt Mildred or their family friends to know any of this? I don't think so. I have a funny story to tell you about my own wedding. So second, second marriage for me and my husband, Tom, and I spent my entire career in radio and I had a friend who did parody songs. And I thought, oh, this will be so fun. I'll give him all these details of my life 
the ones that I'm willing to share. And, uh, and so I did. I gave him all this fodder, all this information, and I thought he was going to make up a parody song for me. So he shows up completely unprepared. He gets up to the microphone. He asks the DJ to play this old song. I think it's by Frank Sinatra. The lady is a tramp. Okay. And he, and he sings, that's why Candy is a tramp. And he starts talking about all these women that I work with. And I'm like, oh my God, my mother and father-in-law are there. My dad is there. I was mortified. Oh my God. So, okay, don't do that. All right. Don't do anything that embarrasses the bride or the groom. Number three, thank the hosts. Here's where my certification as a protocol consultant comes in. Be polite and thank the hosts. They're usually the parents of the bride. You know that. But sometimes in today's world, the wedding is paid for by both parents. And there may be step parents involved and things can get really sticky. Often the bride and the groom have paid for the wedding themselves. So talk to the bride and groom about how they want this to be handled and coordinate this between yourself and the other person of honor. Because a simple thank you doesn't have to be done twice, but it does have to be done right and just by one of you, okay? So know how to pronounce tricky first and last names in advance. We're talking a 10-second thank you. And then you should be leading the applause so everyone can, you know, make the hosts feel really good. Number four, write it down. When we write something down old school or we type out the words in a document form, a connection is made in our brains. Our brain creates a memory around those words and they become easier for us to remember. Storytelling is the number one way to connect with your audience. Stories have three parts. A beginning, where you've got to hook the audience and get their attention. The middle, which is where you put the details of your story, not too many. And the end is where you tie things up in a nice little bow. The end of the story is the most important part. So think about that first. That's your destination. How do you want people to feel at the end of your short little story? Number five. Practice, practice, practice. You know this from sports. It's true in public speaking, too. Once you've got your toast written, don't forget to time it out. And if it's too long, start editing. Lose words that don't matter. Channel your inner director. Become like Steven Spielberg. You're the only one who knows what's on the cutting room floor and never made it into the movie, okay? The week before the wedding, start rehearsing your toast out loud. Eliminate any words that you trip over. My rule of thumb is this. If you trip on a word during rehearsal, you're going to trip on it in front of the audience when you do it live. So don't try to memorize the toast either. This causes extra stress for your brain. All I'm asking you to do is rehearse it. You're building muscle memory in your brain. You can also divide your toast into three parts, the beginning, the middle, the end, and practice them separately. And once you've practiced for about five days, do your toast in front of a mirror for the next two days leading up to the wedding. Watch your body language. Pause for effect when you've got a big line to say. Smile when it's appropriate. Remember, when we smile, we create a connection with the audience and with the person we're looking at. Work the room a little bit. Watch your gestures. Are you frenetically waving your hands around or are you just smooth and moving kind of calmly? You've got action, you've got emotion. This is what we're looking for. 
as a security blanket, create a note card that fits in the breast pocket of your tux for the guys or for the women inside your purse. And think of this, what's a good word for it? It's like your cue card. Write out some keywords or phrases from the beginning, the middle, and the end of your speech. Whip it out if you need it. It's like a security blanket, okay? Here's another thing. Don't try to use your phone to do a toast or accept an award or anything like that. And here's why. In fact, casting directors don't allow actors to use phones when they're auditioning and they have the script on a phone. They don't allow it. Here's why. Because your phone times out. And then what do you do? Stop and punch in your secret code and then keep going? No, no, no. Just do a little note card that can fit discreetly in your pocket or your purse. Number six, don't drink too much. Alcohol affects your ability to be on your game. Enough said about that. Number seven, don't be a comedian unless you are one. Don't insult anyone. Don't make fun of anyone. Don't tell a dirty joke. And don't try to be a comedian unless you are. Number eight, don't make last-minute changes. You've invested so much time and care and planning and rehearsal in your toast. So don't change it because here's what happens. Last-minute changes cause uncertainty because you haven't practiced them, right? And self-doubt is the root of fear. And fear is the number one killer of confidence. Number nine. This is my favorite one as a broadcaster. I'm sorry, I can't help it. The microphone is your friend. Hold the microphone a fist distance from your mouth. Keep it there. Don't hold it closer than that. You know how a rapper is like, okay? That's called being plosive. And when you're plosive, you pop your P's and your S's have hiss. So if you put the microphone too close to your mouth, that's a disaster. So again, a fist distance away from your mouth. And don't hold the microphone near your chest or too far from your mouth because the average microphone that you find at an event is directional and your sound won't be captured and projected properly. Embrace the microphone, meaning don't be afraid of it. It's there to make you sound good. It props up your voice and sends it out to the audience. Number 10, toasts are never forgotten. A great toast will follow you forever, and so will a bad one. There's a videographer there who's taping you, and everyone has their phone out. And you know how social media gets out there, right? Make this something you are proud of. And remember, a toast is about the bride and the groom at a critical moment in their lives by someone they love and respect. It's not about you. You're doing it for them. So there you go. These are Candio's top 10 key ingredients for a killer wedding toast. If you're the nervous type, check out episode number one on this series. It's on breathing. And there are some quick breathing techniques in there that will lower your stress hormone and raise your endorphins right before you do your toast. You're also going to find a tip sheet on wedding toasts at candioterry.com backslash the speaker coach. I hope this episode has been helpful for you. If you liked it, please tell your friends about this series and leave a review if you would. You can reach out to me anytime, candy at candioterry.com. 
Maybe you've got an idea for the next episode. Remember, no matter how you sound, I can make you sound better.